Ladies and gents, good evening and welcome to episode 22 of the Moyes podcast. So last week we had our double whammy, which out of every episode that I've done, episode 20 and 21 of binges and emotional eating got the biggest response out of, like I said, any episode I've done. And thank you all so much for your feedback about those episodes. These podcasts are designed to educate, they're designed to inspire, to motivate, to make you laugh. And just to help you all find a better understanding of why you think the way you do, why you act the way you do, and obviously to help you find your own balance of freedom. And tonight is no different. I say tonight because I'm recording this. I always tell you for some reason. I know no idea why, but I'm recording this on a Friday night. A little bit late this week. Don't usually like recording them on a Friday night, but want to make sure that you guys have a podcast ready for this beautiful bank holiday weekend we're about to experience in the UK. And tonight... We are talking about something called the sunk cost fallacy. Now, you may very well have heard this previously, but it is quite it's quite a big blocker in terms of physical transformation. It's quite a big blocker in terms of people making progress in their own lives in a plethora of different ways. Now, I had this saying from years ago that for anybody to actually do anything in their lives, for them to make any kind of transformation, any kind of change, people had to work from a position of the pain of change being the lesser of the pain of staying the same. In other words, for you to actually make any kind of difference in your life, for you to make any kind of decision which changes things, the pain of staying the same has to be greater than the pain of change. And the sunk cost fallacy keys into this point. And I'm going to give you a very, very good example of it. Do you watch The Walking Dead? Now, we've been watching The Walking Dead since day one, season one. And I cannot remember for the life of me, but I'm pretty sure we're on maybe season seven, season eight now. Fuck it, we may even be on season nine. But fuck it, whatever season we're on. We fell out of love with The Walking Dead probably about five seasons ago one of those shows where they just drag it the fuck out and you will waste a whole hour of your life sitting through the annoying adverts every 15 minutes to then find that you've watched an episode which was absolutely pointless where they went down a, a rabbit hole that didn't need to be explored where there was character development for a character that you don't care about and you still don't care about this despite the fact that they've developed that character but we're probably asking why have you not stopped watching the walking dead well, the sunk cost fallacy is a very good example of that. For you see, to explain it, the sunk cost fallacy is when you invest so much resource, be it time or money, into a certain principle or idea or thing that because you have invested so much time or whatever into that thing, you then don't want to give up on it because you don't want all of that previous time to be wasted. And The Walking Dead is, like I said, a very good example of that. We probably should have given up on that show a long time ago. We probably should have fucked it off and sent it to the abyss of the sky deleted bin. But we continue every season to watch it near enough on the night that it comes out because we hope and we pray that it's going to get better. Folks, let's flip that approach and let's apply it to something like fat loss clubs, of which the two biggest will remain nameless or any diet for that matter, or a relationship, you know, but let's touch on the diet side of things to begin with. 
This is one of the reasons why people get so locked into approaches and are so scared to leave them. Because take a well-known weight loss club. You invest your money and maybe you see results in the beginning. You meet new people. But what happens over time is those results plateau because potentially the program is flawed from the start with the principle of which it is teaching. But the problem is the more and more time goes on, the more and more time you have invested into this program, into this approach. But also the more and more time that goes on, the more and more money you've invested. And so months, even years, sometimes even decades down the line, despite little to no progress, the very reason you signed up for said club, program, whatever, you continue to pay. You continue to invest your time. Why? Because of the sunk cost fallacy. Because you've invested so much time and money into it that you don't believe that it will fail. Or actually, better still, you've invested so much time and money, so much resource into it that you then come to this point where you, you won't let it fail. Despite the fact that it's already failing you, you can't give up on it. Because to give up on it would admit that it hasn't worked. And it would admit to a certain degree that all of that time and money was wasted. Now there's multiple different things in our lives that the sunk cost fallacy comes into play with. And for a lot of people it can also be relationships. Not just relationships with partners, but just relationships sometimes with family or with friends or you know, with certain people in our lives. It gets to a point where we've invested so much time into the relationship that, and so much other elements of our lives are connected that we continue to live unhappy in that relationship because of the sunk cost fallacy. Because we daren't let it fail because otherwise all of those years, all of that time would be wasted. And this is what locks people so deeply into approaches and locks them so deeply into things that aren't right for them. The pain of change is greater than the pain of staying the same and therefore they stay put and they stay part of this weight loss program which isn't serving them. They keep watching that program that they're no longer enjoying uh, apart from maybe the odd episode and they stay in the relationship which is damaging, which isn't good for them despite the fact what common sense says for them to do is to get out and this is the thing the sunk cost fallacy operates outside the laws of common sense you know applying common sense to any situation of course gives you the clearest answer but that's not how the human brain works and so the sunk cost fallacy can be incredibly damaging with regards ongoing progress because you are locked into an approach locked into a thinking and you are so desperate for it to work but it never will because you've then reached that point of it not serving you. And this is why it's important to always be aware of this anomaly, to be aware of this thing, this fallacy, because otherwise we will never change anything in our lives. Always be open to new ideas, to new approaches, and always hold the things in your life accountable for the purpose of which they are there. You know, a spouse, a partner is to be in your life to bring happiness. You know, I've always hated this thing of going, oh, we're one life now. No, you're not. You're two lives. There's you. There's your partner. You have your own existences, your own interests, your own lives. But you choose to walk alongside each other. 
I think in a previous podcast, I used the analogy of going for a walk in the sense of you're both going for a walk, but you're choosing to walk together. And the analogy essentially is you're walking through life. And it's important to recognize that you're with that person because you bring something additional to each other's lives. You lift each other up, you know. And the same thing with the guards, a diet, a program, a club, whatever. You are part of it, a member, whatever you want to call it, because it brings something to your life or it achieves something or gives you the ability to achieve something. What's the reason you joined said weight loss club in the first place? Well, it's because, you know, no shit, you wanted to lose weight. So if you're not losing weight, if you're not progressing with the very thing that you joined it to do, there's a problem there, is there not? Same with the relationship. If you're unhappy and that relationship is actually making your life unhappy, something's got to change, right? It's not doing the thing that it's designed to do. You know, fucking hell with The Walking Dead. It's not really entertaining us. It's wasting our lives. It's not doing the thing that it's designed to do. But yet, still, we find ourselves in a position where October's coming around and the next season begins and we'll end up watching it because maybe at some point it'll be good because it was good once, you know? And that's the ideal that we get ourselves locked into that, oh, the, it worked once, you know, it maybe it will work again. It must work again because it worked last time. And the relationship, oh, you know, it did work. We were so good. We were so great, you know. And this is the vicious cycle of repeat that we get locked into that, oh, it's, it's working for me. Oh, it's not working for me, but it might work for me. And so we just go round and round in circles, never truly progressing because we're never truly accepting that. We have to change something. I have this saying which I fucking repeat until you know nearly as much as I repeat serenity, which is if you do what you've always done, you will get what you've always got. Progression in life is driven by change. We may not like the fact that our favorite music artists record different sounding music to what they used to record, but they have to move with the times. We may not like the fact that our laptop is slowing down and we need to replace it and spend some money or the TV that feels like we only bought it yesterday now needs to be replaced with a newer model or our phone, whatever. But it's because progress inherently is made of change. You can't progress but nothing change. The whole idea of progress is evolution, you know. And I suppose that's really the word to key into going forwards when you're thinking about changing things because sometimes you say the word change and people go, oh, I don't want things to change. I like how things are. But perhaps instead change the language. Focus on evolving things which are serving you to make them serve you even more so. Because just because something once worked for you doesn't mean that it always will. And this is why it's important that we are always healthily critical of our lives and how we live them and the way we act within them it's important that we never rest on our laurels and get complacent to go right i am a complete individual i don't need to learn anymore i am as perfect as i will ever be jobs are good and it's not really how we exist and that's not really how we should go about our lives it should always be a quest to be a better version of yourself it should always be about self-review self-reflection not just with regards to you, but your life, the elements within it, and constantly questioning, are these things serving me? And if they're not, change them, remove them, adapt them, evolve them, 
whatever you need to do, but it should always be a constant quest of how can I be better? Because what else is life for? And what else is human existence for, if not progression? Without it, we would still be living in a cave with nothing but a leaf covering our junk. But here we are, talking to a microphone, looking at a laptop with wiggly lines on it as I talk louder or softer. And you guys listening to me on the device you're listening to, all of this came from pioneers, people before us that refused to accept things as they were, that wanted to make things better. The device you're listening to this on didn't used to exist. It came about because one person one day went, I want to make things a little bit better. And so, yes, we're not thinking as grand a scheme as a phone or technology, but with your own life. What is the point in just accepting things as they are, living your life, living your existence, and then going to the grave? For me, life is about progression. Life is about becoming a better version of myself while I'm here. Because if I become the best version of myself, then through doing that, I can help my children become better versions of themselves and they can learn from the path that their dad led and from what their dad learned and experienced. That will then make them better individuals. And so if we extrapolate that out to multiple generations of my children and then their children and then their children and then their children, so my great, great, grandchildren and further beyond if every generation has that mentality how much further are my great great grandchildren going to be than i was in terms of their own physical development look at anybody successful in the world look at anybody successful around you anybody that inspires you anybody that motivates you anybody that you look at and you go god i wish i was more like that person could be in any way and most of the time fucking 99.9% of the time, it's someone that is focused on self-growth. We are rarely inspired by people that sit still, people that do nothing with their lives. Yes, we're inspired by people that have freedom, but they gain that freedom through self-development. And they continue to retain that freedom in their lives through self-development. Believe me, the most successful business people in the world in their industries, the people that you seem to see that they do nothing, you know, and they just chill and life looks after itself and they get to live each day in their own world doing whatever the hell they want to do that day. That still takes work. It takes self-discipline, self-growth to not be on your phone, on your laptop all the time, to be able to enjoy and be in the moment. This is why it's so important that we put our fucking phones down from time to time. It takes self-discipline and self-growth to get to that position in the first place. And with self-development, being confident in your own ability, being confident in your own self-worth, being confident in your own headspace, that too takes self-discipline. That too takes change. Recognizing what works for you, what doesn't work for you, and evolving as an individual. The goal should always be quality of life, and quality of life comes around by learning what doesn't give us a quality of life and what does. As the sunk cost fallacy affirms, it's so easy to get suckered into, oh, I've given it this much time, or, oh, I've given it this much money, 
And so to lose sight of what's actually important, you know, to lose sight of the purpose of things actually being in our lives in the first place, you know, this is why it's important to bring things like this to your attention in these podcasts, because some of you may already be aware of this fallacy. Some of you may be hearing it for the first time, but the greater, I suppose, lesson to learn from this is to always welcome change, always welcome development self-development, life development, whatever, and always be open to change. Always be open to evolution, as I said, is probably a better way of looking at it. Because our goal, our mission should always be to be a better version of ourselves, a better father, a better employee, a better family member, brother, sister, you know, a better friend. All of these things should be at the highest, I suppose, at the pinnacle of of what we're trying to do every single day. To take being a father as the prime example, it should always be to be better. Just because you've done or ticked a few boxes with regards discipline or praise, etc., does not mean the job is done. The job isn't done until you're pushing up daisies, and even then, there's lessons to leave behind. To truly reach, I suppose, happiness and satisfaction in your life, the thing that I've realized, or the thing that I'm realizing, I suppose, as I get older, is that, and as cheesy and Facebook meme or t-shirty as this sounds, happiness isn't a destination. Happiness comes from how we choose to think about each day, how we choose to embrace each day, how we choose to think about our existence and what we do. Happiness has nothing to do with I'll be there next week or just one more client or you know, just one more episode or one more experience. Happiness is waiting for you right now. Happiness, contentment, right now. It's there. It's it's something which is open and available to you. It's a state of mind. It's got nothing to do with what you have in your life or what you've achieved. It comes from that evolution of your confidence, your self-worth, your own being. And this is what the sunk cost fallacy shields us from. It's what it divides us from. Because failure to overcome your obsession with a particular weight loss program is blocking you from finding an approach which actually works for you. Finding an approach which is actually sustainable for you, which is realistic for you, which is enjoyable for you, which fits into your life, which actually achieves the fucking result you set out for in the first place. And it's all because of this fallacy of, oh, I've given it enough resource. I'm going to have to stick with it now. How many times in your life has that very thought process stopped you from achieving what you truly wanted to achieve or stopped you from changing something? Change, evolution, yeah, it can be fucking scary. It really can. Sometimes, especially when it comes to the big decisions in your life, like relationships or jobs or houses, you know, or huge financial decisions, that change, that evolution, moving away from something that you feel like you know, something familiar to something unknown, can be terrifying. And it's why so many of us don't do it. And of course, if something's working for you, then there's no reason to change it. Just evolve it. But as I said, 
don't get locked into the same old approach, the same old thought process if it's not delivering you the very thing that you wanted it to deliver in the first first place. And stop watching The Fucking Walking Dead if it's shit. (laughs) Folks, thank you for tuning in to episode 22. I will see you guys next week. And of course, if you have any topics or any particular areas you would like me to cover, feel free to drop me a message, be it on my Facebook, which is at Chris Moyes Fitness, or failing that, you could do it on Instagram at Chris Moyes. Alternatively, there are posts that go up on each notifying guys uh, of when these podcasts come out. So just comment on that post of your thoughts of what, you know, I covered on a podcast, your thoughts, your own experience. And of course, same thing goes for iTunes reviews. I love them. Okay. Keep the reviews coming. Keep making sure that, you know, you refer to friends, etc. So many of you have been referring the podcast. So if you've been referred to this, do let me know. You know, if we've never spoken before, but this is the first experience you have of me, please drop me a message and just let me know what you're thinking of these podcasts. Helps, like I said, for motivation to record them going forwards and, you know, helps me know what I'm doing well and what I suck at. Uh, the one bit of feedback I had today was that I swear too much, but then we knew that, didn't we? You know, that's why there's an explicit advisory on every single one of these episodes, because there's always a few fucks and shits creeping in there. But I leave the uh, the see you next Tuesdays to James Smith. <laughs> Folks, plenty more topics to cover in the next few weeks. Uh, but again, thank you so much for listening and I'll see you on 23.